0: Today we are going to take a field trip to Whiting, New Jersey, to the Keswick Bible Conference, one of the greatest Bible conferences in America today, where I'm speaking on the Assyrian people. Please don't miss this message as we talk about the plight they're facing in the present as they prepare for their incredible role, along with Israel and Egypt, to lead the world in the ways of God, to prove to be a blessing
1: to the entire world. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Finding and knowing God is a faith walk. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Our hope lies in the coming Messiah who will establish God's peaceful kingdom on earth. This is Faith Walk with Ron Susak. Dr. Ron is an evangelist committed to encourage and equip your faith walk as we pass through these turbulent end time days awaiting that soon coming kingdom. Here again is Ron Susan. We in the West have been cut off
0: from a larger segment of Christianity. And because they dress differently and do some different customs, we
2: assume they can't be right. Let me show you how right they can be. This is in the book, The Assyrian Prophecy. There was a patriarch, and this occurred. Let me make sure that I've got this correct. This occurred
0: at the turn of the century. His name was Mar, Mar means Mr.,
2: Mar uh, uh, Benjamin Shamoon. And Mar Benjamin
0: Shemun was invited by a Kurd named Simcoe to come to his headquarters to talk about peace. Understand that the Kurds have been massacring, stealing their homes, stealing their properties for decades.
2: And he said, come and we'll talk about peace. My memory serves me correct, it was about 1929.
0: And the patriarch was urged by his own Assyrian people to go and meet with Simcoe, Hopefully, he will then make peace and help protect them from the
2: Turks. Turkey, you know what I'm talking about? He got there, he was escorted by 50 armed Assyrian militants,
0: arrived in his horse and carriage, went into a lengthy two to three hour lunch and discussion. Everything was sweet and lovely. And then Simcoe escorted him out, showering him with praise and bowing and kissing his hand and all the things they do. And as the patriarch was getting in his carriage, Simcoe's warriors rose up from the rooftops and just pelted and murdered 48 of the patriarch's soldiers. The patriarch dove over the horses to try to fall between them, and he was murdered on the spot. Two men survived to tell the story, eyewitnesses. When they got to those two men, they were screaming into their ears. The two
2: men couldn't even hear them because of all the gun, their, their ears were swollen shut. Benjamin's brother, Marpolis, became the next patriarch. Marpolis went to a
0: refugee camp to address broken, shattered Assyrians. Sitting there in rags, their lives torn to shreds from World War I. Many in their own families on the stacks of bodies that were piled up because over two-thirds of the Assyrian nation was massacred just for being Christians. Uh, American Christians, are you beginning to realize how God has given us an unbelievable ride in America? It's coming to a close, but are you beginning to get the picture? And we've been saying they can't be Christian because they dress differently. They, they light candles, they do that. Here they are, refusing to deny
2: Jesus Christ with a machine gun in their face. It humbles and scares me to be around some of these people. Mar Polis stood in front of this shattered, broken, devastated group of Assyrians in a refugee camp in northern Iraq. And here are just some excerpts from his message. I had this marked carefully,
0: and I didn't want to mark it because somebody will want this book. And since I read out of it, it'll be marked up. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Just kidding, believe me. Oh, here we go. These are just excerpts. I am not seeking your assistance in word only. He's talking to these broken people. But also in your deeds and in your Christian conduct. Now keep in mind, his brother was just massacred. Forty-eight soldiers with him, massacred. The whole nation devastated. Tens of thousands dead. Family members dead of the people sitting in front
2: of him. You and I must together keep close to the mercy seat of Christ. I'll try to get through this. That
0: he may enable us to conduct both the affairs of the church and the nation in accordance with his own holy will. The holy scriptures are full of promises for us if we only ask by faith. However, corresponding with our humble petitions and our declaration of dependence upon the Lord, there must also appear the beauty of our Christian conduct
2: and our Christian life Do you still have the picture of who he's talking to? Shattered
0: people, the world would be sitting there in rage, ready to take out vengeance on the Kurds. And he's talking to them about honoring Jesus Christ. Our history of 16th centuries should be a lesson to us during the long years that are past, we have suffered afflictions, persecutions, and massacres, which are beyond the power of human pen to
2: describe. And that's true. And yet we have not been consumed. Wow. Awesome. We have been preserved, and and get this.
0: These are the people God is privileging me to enter into
2: their world. We have been preserved and kept by a mighty hand and by a holy will. This should be an assurance for us that God, the Father,
0: has a holy purpose concerning us. My beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, that's why I'm begging for your prayers and hope that God may even stir your hearts to enter this world with me in your prayer life. There is a holy will. They are the people of the prophecy. They are going to reign with Egypt and Israel under the Messiah, bringing blessing to the whole world. This man's aware of the holy will that's upon them, even though your family members have been martyred. We have been preserved and kept by a mighty hand and by a holy will. This should be an assurance for us that God, the Father, has a holy purpose concerning us. And the purpose must surely be that we may become a light and a blessing to the millions of our race, humanity, who still remain far away from the truth
2: of the gospel. Man. I don't know what I would say if I was standing in that position. And I was raised to think that they must be the devil. And here's a man who's
0: saying, even though we have suffered martyrdom now for 2,000 years, remember Genghis Khan killed them, Tamerlane killed them, World War I killed them, World War II killed them, and they buried them in
2: obscurity. I was in a rage when I was being stirred to write this book, when I watched the television. In 2017, not
0: one newscaster, not one newscaster ever said Assyrians were martyred by ISIS
2: today. You know what they said? Christian minorities were killed today. You know what a minority
0: is? It's a faceless, nameless, who cares about them person.
2: Right? Who cares about a minority? Blow them away. All right, they died, we have McDonald's.
1: You with me? You know what I'm saying? Now, Dr. Ron has been talking to us about the end time days and wants us to prepare for the coming kingdom. And he has written a book titled The Assyrian Prophecy that is a missing part of the end times puzzle. And he
0: who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new, Write." right, For these words are true and faithful. The world is not ending. God is preparing a new world soon to begin. An ancient nation thought lost to extinction is soon to rise anew to prepare for that day. Isaiah identified this nation in a prophecy that has been hidden in plain sight for some 2,700 years. Its name is Assyria. My new book, The Assyrian Prophecy, reveals how Assyria will join with Israel and Egypt to bless the world under the soon-coming Messiah. Amid today's chaos, God is searching for righteous people through whom He will bring the prophecy to completion. When you reach the end of this book, one question will be in your mind.
1: Lord, what would you have me to do? You can learn more at theassyrianproject.org.
0: We live in this world whereby we can't be driven to enter into the desperation
2: of what's happening to our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world.
0: You'll read a story in the book about a young man in Egypt. I hope to someday meet his family. Egyptians, Coptics, they call them because of a language thing, Coptic Christians, they're Egyptians, they all wear a cross tattooed on their arm right here, small cross. I was being driven to the airport by a, a, a Coptic man in, in New York City. When I found out he was Coptic, I said, where's your cross? He went like that put
2: his hand right across, right in front of my eyes. There was the cross. This young man was in school, and the teacher
0: in front of the class demanded that he burn that cross off of his wrist. This happened just
2: within the last year. Burn that off your wrist. You know what that young man did? He tore his shirt open, and there was a cross right on his chest
0: and they chased him to the laboratory and beat him to death
2: while we sat chewing on McDonald's hamburgers. I'm not rebuking you. I'm just showing you the difference and
0: why why we fail to enter into the reality that we're in a spiritual war and our brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing
2: unbelievable horrors. And that's the world God has driven me brokenheartedly to enter.
0: Not just to weep and pray, and I'm not exaggerating. Before God, I'm telling you that I've lost more sleep than anyone can imagine spending my nights in prayer. Because only God can penetrate this. Only the coming of Christ will overcome it. But in the meantime, we can do something about it. We can help these people. We can encourage them. Many of them, they are Christian, but many of them are biblically illiterate. You are theologians compared to most of them. Why? Because their patriarchs were not able to be Bible scholars teaching them the Bible from Dallas Theological Seminary. They were both the religious leaders and the political leaders negotiating, trying to save their people from the Turks and the Kurds and dealing with all kinds of disputes and difficulties. They didn't have time to study their Bibles. The patriarchs, the priests, they didn't have time to study their Bibles. They were struggling for survival of their people to get them through the centuries. And that's why I believe God has led us so miraculously into television. Along with getting their story out through television, I'm committed to do everything in my power to teach them the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. And I'm thrilled to tell you many of them are really getting it. Many of them are coming to understand the difference between being Christian and being born
2: again. You understand what I mean by that, right? Being Christian by a structured faith and knowing the living God through Christ. Does that
0: mean those other ones who were martyred, who didn't understand rebirth, does that mean they are not in heaven? I don't believe that. All we're doing is awakening to them the greater understanding of our relationship with God. And those who are getting it, I have one of them on my board right now. Those who are getting it. They are just cheering me on. Please keep preaching. In fact, the first television program we did that's on YouTube, it can be we encourage them to direct people to it. You must be born
2: again. We explained this thing. What is rebirth? My friend, I, I, please you understand,
0: I'm not suggesting in the slightest to try to put you on some kind of a guilt trip. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe the Holy Spirit will draw you in a little bit to my world because I can't tell you how deeply and desperately we need the support of the body of Christ. Number one, and no exaggeration, we must have prayer support. The Assyrians are walking this planet with a target on their back. Satan must scatter them, kill them. Stop the prophecy, because when that prophecy is fulfilled, he's chained for a thousand years. That's why he's so savage in Egypt. That's why he tightens the blindfold over Israel's eyes. And while we enjoy, yet to this day, relative freedoms in America and relative material comfort, because of my parents who worked hard and when they died, left us an inheritance, Diane and I are able to live in a nice home. but I made God a commitment. I won't use this for my pleasure. This is my warhouse. This is where I will battle in prayer. This is where I will study your word. This is where we'll talk to the world through television. This is where we'll do everything we possibly can. I refuse to use this home for personal comfort. Not, not while my brothers and sisters around the world have their lives on the line, some of them living in hard conditions. We don't know how many
2: thousands of Christians, Coptics, Assyrians are now
0: in forced sex slavery under Islam to make babies for Islam because they were abducted as children. And I keep hoping and praying, God, I know they're crying out to you. Will someone help me? God, where are you? And we want to bring all the hope we can through television, because they all have cell phones and television. They all have computers. They all have ways to see it. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will connect them so that they can be
2: encouraged by the Word of God. I'm going to share with you a scripture that has, is really the foundation, I think, of what God has been burning into my heart. It's found in First Peter Chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. Here's the key. Humble yourselves,
0: therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you. Jesus entered Jerusalem... To defeat the kingdom of darkness and establish the kingdom of light and your salvation and mine, how? Riding a donkey. He didn't come as a big show on a stallion.
2: He came as a humble servant of his father on a donkey. On, in my staff, we now laugh a little bit, but we're serious about it. When we'll kid each other Stay on your donkey. Stay on your donkey. The moment you think God needs you
0: and you have something to offer God and you're impressed with yourself, you're done. Stay on your donkey. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your cares and anxieties on him because he cares for you, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You want to be devoured? Get off your donkey. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. The only way that we can truly be advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ
2: is get off our stallions, get on our donkeys, humble ourselves before God, and go in the broken
0: heart of our Heavenly Father who weeps over this world. Read the book of Jeremiah sometime, very slowly, and every time you come to those
2: passages, you look at it. That's not Jeremiah crying. This is God weeping.
0: And entering into soul winning and entering into being used of God is to enter into the passion of god for god so loves
2: the world that he gave his only begotten son i have no idea where our ministry is heading i've discovered that god's will does
0: not come with a business plan It comes with the wind of the Spirit, and you follow the wind where the Spirit is going. I am hoping that possibly by bringing you a little bit into the inner workings, the heartfelt workings of our ministry, that you may say, Ron, you do what you're doing, but I want to enter in at least partly with you. That
2: possibly God is opening to you a dimension of prayer. Sometimes
0: I wonder when we say, I'm going to give a prayer request, whether we're giving a prayer request or whether we're giving an announcement. Because we're in a world where now I lay me down to sleep prayers, are not going to cut it. We've got to enter into intercession. What is intercession? Three things.
2: Number one, you identify with the crisis. I don't want to go there other than with the words, but I cannot
0: tell you the depth of what has gone on in my heart and the tears that have flowed over the people God has called me to reach. It's painful. It's difficult. Jesus came to this earth to identify. He came to become a human to
2: experience everything. Sexual temptation, being ignored, being neglected,
0: being despised. You name the temptation, the testing, he went through it beyond what we can experience. He totally
2: identified with our humanity. Once you identify, then you enter the agony. You you take on the agony, or let me say it another way, you allow the Holy Spirit's agony to become your agony. That's exactly what Jesus did in Gethsemane, and
0: on the cross. He was taking on our sin. Now, we can't do that. But we can take on the agony of the situation. And when you do that, then comes the resurrection. Then comes the victory.
2: The old missionaries called that the fullness of faith. Where suddenly God says to you, "It is finished. You've
0: broken through. It is done. I am going to act, and
2: all of hell has to back up and surrender. And people get saved. Revivals break out.
0: Awakenings burst. Assyria will be home in her homeland without a bloodless, a drop of blood shed." The blindfold will come off of Israel. Pray for Jerusalem, the Bible tells us. Do we really, have we gone to that extent of praying for Jerusalem when it's the heart of God that we pray for Jerusalem and that the blindfold comes
2: off of the Jewish eyes? Pray for Egypt. And those are only three key spots of the world.
0: I don't know where God would lead you, what area of concern or interest.
2: But I I just want to encourage you, take advantage of the blessing God has given us.
0: Not to consume more pleasure, more relaxation, more self-satisfaction, but to God, I want to take this nice car you've given me, this nice home you've given me, this good food you've given me, I want to pour this out unto you for your eternal kingdom to be built and the coming of your son and the ending of this wickedness and the establishment of the kingdom of God.
2: Oh, my friend, I'm talking like this because we desperately need you. We desperately need you to get it
0: to become part of this warring team in the heavenly realms.
1: Join our team by going to faithwalk.org and clicking on Partner With Us. Thank you for your gift to help Dr. Ron in building lives by advancing the teaching of God's Word through the programs of Faith Walk. You may never know until heaven whose lives you've impacted somewhere around the world. So please accept and enjoy your copy of the Assyrian Prophecy as our personal thank you for standing with us at Faith Walk. Well, thanks for being with us today and we hope you'll join us again next week as we find courage for the journey in our Faith Walk.